0: Ts and Cs apply M South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.
1: Let's start this hour with a bang. He's a busy man. He's always busy, so we won't waste too much of his time by uh, giving him a, a long intro or telling him how great he is. Jamie Richards, though, he uh, he's, he's trained premierships for fun. He's done such a good job with Tiako Racing, but also building the profile of the sport. Ultimate professional, a really talented young person in not just New Zealand racing, but New Zealand sport. And on Friday, the news came out that he is off to Hong Kong. He's been granted a training licence up there, which is one of the Holy Grails for ambitious young trainers or any trainers in the world he's off to hong kong uh next year we're coming towards the end of this year and he's joined us on this program this morning morning jamie how you doing
2: man good louis how's things
1: yeah oh i'm good how was your weekend did you get some relaxing uh you know recreational time after your big announcement on friday
2: oh no no really uh Pretty pretty full on weekend. Getting back to everybody, lots of um, calls and texts and emails. And everything sort of you know wishing you well and congratulations. So um, no, we're uh, it's all out now. It's been secret for a little while. So um, glad that the news out and looking forward to the challenge.
1: How, what's how do you go holding a secret? because you, you, you're you're a, you're a you're a pretty sensible bloke. Did you struggle to keep it from people? You know, like was it tough, kind of knowing that you have this huge life move and decision uh, coming up, and you, you know, not really be able to talk about it too openly.
2: Yeah, it was a bit of a challenge, but um, basically, you know, the, the Hong Kong Jockey Club said, you know, if it, if it gets out before we announce it, then we'll just, um, <laughs> you know, pretty much say that we've got no, yeah, no, no idea what's going on. So, um, standard uh, yeah, media, got standard quiet, media talk. Yeah, so uh, no, it's, it's yeah, it's, it has been a challenge, but glad that it's out now, and um, you know, it just makes things look, a lot easier. Just so
0: look forward to the future. Hey, Jamie, it's Kimpy here, mate. They got a saying in Taranaki. It's called Teletext, Telegram, or Tell Alum, and then it, there's no secrets, mate. You probably heard, you probably heard <laughs> that one down there, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, I think I might. Have. <laughs> hey, mate. So tell us how does it how it how does it go? Do you go up there and you walk into a, a Organised group of multi billionaires race and race horses, or just tell us a little bit of how, how, how it works up there.
2: Um, yeah, the biggest thing for, for me is that we won't be able to take any ownership. Um, everybody that races a horse in Hong Kong is granted a permit um, from the Hong Kong Jockey Club, and to be granted a permit, you have to be a member of the Jockey Club. So uh, it's quite a sort of prestigious uh, club, I guess. Is uh, you know, a lot of a lot of very wealthy members, um, but it'll be about starting new relationships and meeting um, new people, and um, importantly, trying to get some some high-quality horses in the stables. So uh, it's a, it's a completely different way of doing things than than down here. Um, the vetting, um, in terms of vetting the horses, is very stringent to to get into racing in Hong Kong. They do race on on quite firm tracks, so they need to be you know good, correct horses with. You know, good bit reports. So um, yeah, it's going to be going to be completely different, but um, yeah, it's going to be a a good challenge and and certainly something that we're really looking forward to.
1: How honest are you being with yourself about the size of the challenge that it's going to be? Like you know, it's not going to be easy. But uh, is there any nerves or too much to deal with before then?
2: I certainly, you know, pretty nervous. I don't know whether to be excited or scared or or sad or some somewhere in between all of those sorts of emotions. But um basically though it's an, an opportunity to, to earn a lot of money and um set ourselves up for the future. So um, you know, the the stake money in New Zealand isn't great. Um mm. if you were to say that the minimum stake in New Zealand is probably ten or twelve thousand, which is probably ten times that mm. um, in, in Hong Kong. So that's the reality of it. And um, you know, we, we wanna get up there and enjoy the challenge but also um plan for the future as well and, and, and hopefully set our, set ourselves up.
1: Well, we'll circle back to Danielle, and I know she'll be definitely. Well, you'll be hoping she'll be part of that future as well with you uh, in Hong Kong. But um, I know you're really close to your family, Jamie, and I know they've had a, a huge input in the man you are, but also the trainer you are. With your dad there being such a hand, and Libby as well, and your mum Leanne. Is there any chance they come up, or what's the deal there? Um, no, no, they, they they can't come up,
2: unfortunately, but. Um They can certainly come up for a visit. Um, So, yeah, there's pretty strict protocols around who's employed and and how they're employed, and and, um, mainly the staff will be, um, you know, Chinese. Um, There may be a couple of expats floating around, but um, the the main bulk of the staff will be Chinese, and we'll have to work closely with with an assistant trainer. I think that's going to be a really important part of it to, to get a good assistant trainer and we'll start integrating and stuff when we get up there. So um I Hope So it all sort of fits in together quite well but we've got, you know, plenty of people on the team there that um have got lots of experience in Hong Kong. Um, whether it be you know Danny Rolson, James Young Block or Andy Williams, um there's a lot of, you know, different people that we can bounce ideas off and, and looking forward to um going through that process.
0: Well, if the money's right, mate, you're looking for a leading hand, I'll send you my uh, email address. You can throw, <laughs> throw it that way, as you're talking all money and dollars up there. Hey, but a, cl- a question closer to home, Jamie. What's, what, what do you think the one thing the industry needs to do to, to protect the integrity of our trainers um, and our people that work in the industry down here? If the stakes are so low, what, what does New Zealand racing have to do um, so we don't lose the likes of you to, to Hong Kong and the Chris Wallers to, to Australia?
2: um well prize money drives everything um prize money drives new investment drives um, ownership opportunities so that's that's where the bulk of it's got to come from um and that's got to be led you know from the industry to to show that we're doing the right thing producing the right product um you know increasing wagering but ultimately there's got to be some some government input as well um and, and i think that's where australia is is extremely lucky that um uh, they've got the backing of, of um, you know, not only the sort of national government, but also the state governments and, and uh, New South Wales and, and Victoria and this massive sort of tussle, I guess, to be the, the leading states where where prize money is. And, it, and it's been you know, incredible for the industry that they've had those sort of guys going toe to toe and announcing prize money increases all, all over the show. So, um, yeah, there's, there's a mixture of things, but... Um, Ultimately, at the moment, New Zealand is a, is a great place to um, raise and grow thoroughbreds, people within the industry, um, but we're you know, heavily re- reliant upon, upon exports, so um, it's not going to be an overnight fix, but certainly what Winston did for us with the Racing Act and, and the way things are going is a step in the right direction.
1: Mm, yeah, you're right. It's not an overnight fix, and one day you'll be able to come home with your pockets full and help us out and sort it all out. Um Talk to me about what's going to happen with your partner Danielle Johnson. She's, um, and this could be a question for her. You might tell us to go and, and ask her, and that's fair enough. But she's going to be heading with you, as far as I can tell. She's a prominent and a very, very competent jockey in the, pre- you know, leading the premiership. or right there in the mix. So she's going to head up, and will she be part of the business, or you know, she going to? Is is there a is there an avenue here for her to kind of get in and do some work, or what's that situation looking like?
2: and not not really sure at this stage, Louie. Like she's certainly going to come up and, and as a stage, or just be as my partner, and we'll you know just make a good go of it up there. Um, there's been no mention of, of her riding or anything like that. at at this stage so um, yeah there's there's not really too much to to discuss there Mm. Um, we're just looking forward to the challenge and and, uh, hopefully it all goes well and we can have a bit of luck and and train some nice horses
1: yep fair enough now uh, one thing I would be curious to know is Te has obviously been a huge part of your life and you've had some amazing horses that David's purchased and I'm sure they've been supportive during this process and they have getting Mark Walker back who I know has been a mentor to you so that side of things about how it's all played out you've been happy and felt supported along the way
2: absolutely yeah. and it's you know it's, it hasn't been a, a, i guess an easy um process you know we've been sort of working on how do we get you know the best situation for, for everybody concerned and, and mainly the, the owners of all the horses here who have invested so much money with us and i think that the way that it's worked out you know to be fair to everybody it's just been perfect really we couldn't have asked for much more with Mark coming home and and Donna taking over the reins in Singapore so it's been quite a a, a drawn out sort of process with the Hong Kong Jockey Club so it's you know there's been plenty of work involved but um, everything's fallen into place you know right when it's needed to I think.
1: How How does the process work about do you know when you're going and like your living situation and that sort of thing is there a lot of support from the Hong Kong Jockey Club as far as the operational side of you actually getting there?
2: Yeah, yeah, so all of that will become a lot clearer, I guess, in the next couple of weeks. Everything's sort of been, been under pretty tight wraps. Um, but now that it's out in the open, I think things will start to become a bit more, you know, a bit clearer. Um, so there's, you know, we'll, we'll live in an apartment that's on the on the race course where most of the jockeys and trainers um, live at Shartan, and, you know, how we go about sourcing horses and doing all of that sort of stuff will, will become a lot clearer in the, in the next couple of months as well. So... Um, yeah, it's going to be a, going to be a challenge. There's going to be a lot of changes, but it's something that we're looking forward
1: to. Uh, one thing that we just had a question come through from a listener on the west coast, and they wanted to know: Will you be running sort of updates on how you're going? And I'm sure your younger guys pretty competent on social media and that sort of thing. People will be able to follow along with what you're doing.
2: Yep, yep, they will, and we'll, we'll certainly certainly see how all of that um, certainly see how all of that plays out. I think we're going to have to be going to be active on the on the social media platforms to you know encourage new um encourage new, you know, Chinese clients as well. So it'll be an opportunity for everybody to be to be kept up to date and you know, it's very easy to do that, you know, now through through social media, probably easier than it has been in, in years gone by. So, um yeah, we'll certainly be keeping in, in touch with, with home and you know, you never forget where you come from.
1: Is there a chance that we see the Caracameleon two year old winner step out today, Jamie? A dollar fifty. Time flies has been crunched in. How's, are we are we good to go today? A couple of false starts so far with the time test Gaudi.
2: Yeah, I'm happy with him. Work's been good. Um, he's ready to go. Uh, he's drawn well. Should get a nice soft run from, from a good gate, so no reason why he can't can't run well. Um, And, yeah, we need to sort of see him step up and get going today because we've got to get some money in the bin.
1: Absolutely, mate. Hey, thanks so much for your time this morning. And and fingers crossed that that if Raj Philly gets the Boxing Day at Ellerslie, we might see you for a jar. Um, Congratulations, mate. I know you would have been dealing with messages all weekend. Appreciate you taking the call this morning. It's pretty exciting for New Zealand racing. And, um, yeah, go really well. Appreciate your time.
2: Thank you very much, Louie. Thank you. Have a good day. All
1: the best. There you go. Jamie Richards, he's off to Hong Kong. Busy people, these horse trainers. And... uh, that's um pretty exciting i'm pretty proud to be honest tony because he's a young guy who's come up through racing he's got a good family around him he's had good horses to train but always been ambitious and i think the fact that hong kong the hong kong jockey club has actually reached out to a young new zealand trainer says a lot about the industry not just the horse exports we're growing but the people that we are grooming and kind of making as an industry yeah our stake money not be might not be high and you might Listen to some things Jamie said there and say, Oh, well, it's quite concerning that he feels like this is what he has to do to set his future up. But for me, I'd look at the glass half full side of it that we've produced someone that's capable of training in one of the most famous parts of the world. with a lot of pressure. You don't just get an invite for a few you, you know not just anyone gets an invite I'm really proud and I'm pretty excited to be honest
0: Well he gets a he gets a stake dummy in the in the wins. I think if you listen to the conversation he's talking about the stakes that have been paid here in New Zealand and obviously he's getting a few winners but he's getting a very small amount of money on the back end of it because that's how he's getting paid apart from the training fee. So, you know, what do you say, 10, 11, 12 times the money in mm. one race? He's got to go go and get one winner a day to pay what he's had to probably get in three or four race means here in New Zealand. So um, you can hear the ambition in his voice, you know. And I think they've done their homework and said, well, where is the next Chris Waller? Wow. You know what I mean? Where is... is, is you know, Jamie Richards steps up and he does this for us and it, and he said it two or three times and there it's all about my future mm. and we set ourselves up for the future that's why him and Danielle are going up there so I'm um, all the best to him mate you know you take a challenge he wants it um, the big Big city, big bright lights, you know. It's not gonna be easy. And the thing I like the thing I like about him too is that he's current. He talks about social media, you know. He's I've watched him when he's you know, I've got a couple of mates that own horses with him and they show me, you know, he he gives an update on what the horse is doing. Just like you, when you asked there about that two year old that's running around today, it sounded like I was watching one of his videos. It's exactly he gives you the Correct update. It's 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 on the money. It's it's current, and he uses all the current platforms. And you know, you've got a trainer here that's you know if you want you want to bring people into the game. You've got to put your face out in front of them. They have got to see you every day.
1: So just to make it really clear for anyone listening, um, so Jamie Richards he works for Tiako which is run and owned by David Ellis, uh, Karen Fenton Ellis DC. I've got a great support network. They have these beautiful horses. You'd see in the tangerine, those uh, kind of orange and, and bluey silks. Jamie Richards is their head trainer. Pre. Previously, Mark Walker, who has been up in Singapore, has been their head trainer. He's one of the finest judges of juvenile horses of yearlings. He's an unbelievable, astute trainer. He's, he's kind of got it all in his gut and in his head. He knows what's going on. He's coming back to New Zealand to take up the operation. So, the probabiles, um, you know, the, the time flies, these horses that are trained by Tiakel's operation will stay here. Jamie made that very clear. You can't take any New Zealand horses up there. To train a horse or to have a horse in Hong Kong, you have to be a licensed owner which I believe you can only do if you're from the region. So Mark comes back. I'll be interested to see what Tiakao's stable does as far as performance. There's a chance that it just stays exactly the same. It might get better. It might slightly get worse. But the horse flesh stays in New Zealand. Mark Walker is an extremely competent and one of our greatest trainers. He's coming back. Donna Logan, another good New Zealander, she takes over the operation in Singapore where Mark Walker's been. So the moral of the story is the owners get looked after. They're not losing any horse IQ, Um, Jamie Richards one thing he said that I picked up is an assistant trainer is going to be key he speaks about people as though he understands he can't do everything himself and what he will try and do is if he can gain a percentage here or two or get a little bit ahead with who he's using and the people he's surrounding himself with he will do that so He's not going to try and go up there and be a hero, Kimpy, which I love.
0: No, he's and he's building a team. You know, I mean, like talking to Alan all the time about race horses is like to, to, talking to a coach with a with a team of players, and you know, Tavi Tavi Frodo's this little little halfback, but he's got a heart of gold, sure. and he's just going to try, you know, run run like a wing every day. Um, and the way that they train, the way they. De- that they prepare it's just not up to them they've got a stable of people around them that make the whole operation work and and he's made that nice and clear there jamie that it's all about the people that that um he can encourage to come and help him win up there but one, i think one of the things that he made really clear was that they've they've come to him and they've got a setup mm-hmm. you know and he's he's really confident that he's going to go up there and he's going to give it a decent crack and he's been given that opportunity to do that so um th- you know what is he 33
1: they are about Thirty-three, thirty-four.
0: You know what a what a fantastic opportunity gave. Let's say he goes up there for ten years. He's come up. He's, he come back. He's sit for life. You know he's got to walk straight back into the top job here. But the interesting question is like, how do you stop New Zealand trainers from doing that? because you really want some some of the best ones to stay here don't you we've got all these race courses around New Zealand we've got these small you know small what it's almost
1: like it's almost like how do we keep our top league our top league talent not going over to play for Australian clubs and it's a question about where New Zealand's sport professionalism, professionalism how much money we can offer across different codes and we just we can't hang we can't compete necessarily when it comes to the finance the opportunities the marketing the you know the the brand endorsements you get but well, we can't also in league in rugby in what's well, happening in rugby. The Japanese top league is going bonanza. In racing, we can't just be a feeder country,
0: for- which is what we are. And that's what, that's what I mean. Like you know, what what do you what do what do the Alan Sherricks from Taranaki do? What you know? Do they move to a bigger centre? You know, what does what the government do around supporting the racing industry? Do they make the stakes sort a of hell of a lot more attractive? Like New South Wales and mm-hmm. Victoria have gone to scrap to see where the best horses go. So I think something will happen in that space, and I hope it happens sooner rather than later.
1: It's a really interesting conversation. Double eight, double three, or the Kennard Tire phone line, 0800 Where do you see this heading? How do we stop just being kind of a feeder nation, top horse flesh talent heading overseas? Do we need to retain them, or do we just need to accept this is where we're at? And when Jamie has filled his pockets up, people like himself, he wants to move home, you know, we welcome him back and we take the knowledge and that's how we build our generational knowledge. Uh, really interesting conversation, Double eight double three, of the Kennards High Phone Line, 0800 150 811. Good young trainer going to do something very special up in Hong Kong. Got a great text here from Harrison on Joe Parker Kimpy. I'm going to read it to you after this. We are here with the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day.